Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and the Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Till every foe is vanquished, and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the strife will not be long. This day the noise of battle, the next the victor's song. To him that overcometh a crown of life shall be. He with the King of glory shall reign eternally. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. The heavens are full of thy praise. Today we pray for the peace of mankind. Guide, we pray, in the affairs of this world. Overrule that thy truth and thy gospel may be preached everywhere. We ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, 
Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Our special thanks to the many who pray for the work of the Voice of Prophecy. These prayers and gifts make possible our objective of preaching Christ to the millions. I'm saved by grace is the joyful exclamation we hear now from the King's Herald's Quartet. A message sweet is born to me on wings of joy divine, a 
message glad and free that thrills this heart of mine. Oh, glorious song that all day long with tuneful note is ringing. I'm saved by grace, amazing grace, and that is why I'm singing. Oh, wondrous grace for all mankind that spreads from sea to sea. It heals the sick and leads the blind and sets the prisoner free. Oh, glorious song that all day long with tuneful note is ringing. I'm saved by grace, amazing grace, and that is why I'm singing. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Why Do Things Go Wrong? Why do things go wrong? Why is there trouble in the world? Why is there pain? Why is there death? Many philosophers and thinkers have tried to explain it. None of their explanations satisfy. The only explanation which a Christian can accept is that which is given in Holy Scripture. It's this. There is a great controversy raging between Christ and Satan, between good and evil. It's a war between right and wrong. It began, as far as this world is concerned, at man's fall, but it had its origin in heaven. Certain angel beings rebelled against God and his government. This we read in Revelation 12, 7. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. It was in this way that the forces of evil came into this world of ours. It's the plan of these fallen angels to put into the very heart of man their own spirit of disobedience, rebellion. Now, for the cause of the downfall, Jesus stated it here in Matthew 6.23, if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Lucifer, whose name means light bearer, one of the high angels of heaven, became Satan the adversary, the prince of darkness. The very spirit of pride and egotism shown in Tyre of old was manifest also in the god of this world, Satan. Declaring his message of rebuke to the prince of that ancient city, the Lord describes the cause and history of Lucifer's fall in Ezekiel 28:13. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, he said. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways, 
from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. Now notice the next words. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Notice, he was an anointed cherub, a mighty angel by the side of the very throne of God. In the ancient temple of Solomon, two golden cherubim or angels stood, one on either side of the holy ark of God. This ark represented God's throne. So in heaven, Lucifer was originally one of these covering cherubs, right by the throne of God himself. Perfect as created, but iniquity was found in him. His heart was lifted up because of his beauty and wisdom. The sin of pride was his. Here's another picture of that rebellion, Isaiah 14:12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, or day star, as we read in the margin, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation, the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. You see, he wanted to be like God. He envied the glory and power of his Creator. As a result, he and his host were cast out of heaven. Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. You read that in Luke 10, 18. And now the earth is the battleground between good and evil, between Satan and the power of Christ. So sin and death came into this world, for the wages of sin is death. We read in Romans 6.23, Satan overcame man there at the forbidden tree of knowledge of good and evil. By usurpation he became the prince of this world. Far of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought in bondage. The Apostle Peter tells us, 2 Peter 2.19, Adam really became the king of this world, but he was seduced by Satan. Satan claims to be the god of this world. In the first chapter of Job we read that when the sons of God met at some time in the past, Satan came also among them. And the Lord asked him where he came from, he said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking up and down in it. Job 1 verse 7. He claims, you see, to be the representative of this earth, the Adam of this earth. Christ came to seek and save that which was lost. We read in Luke 19.10. But not only man, but man's patrimony, man's dominion of this earth, man's kingdom. Jesus came to save us from sin and to restore to us the glorious liberty of the sons of God. The same mighty power which overcame Satan in heaven cast him out. He now has access to every Christian in the contest with evil here. The great controversy is still really between Christ and Satan. And our salvation or destruction is the aim of these contending forces. In this choice of ours, which is ours, our eternal destiny is at stake. Listen. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey? Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? Those are the words of the Holy Apostle Paul in Romans 6.16. Because of this, the Lord our Savior pleads with men and says, Choose life. Remember, Christ is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Hebrews 7.25 Jesus is the true way. He will help you. No one needs to be lost with Jesus willing to help us. 
The execution of judgment on the fallen angels is referred to in the book of Jude, the sixth verse. The angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness under the judgment of the great day. That's verse 6. No doubt you remember having read in St. Matthew's Gospel that when our Savior was on earth, he came in contact with the evil power of Satan. He was about to cast the evil spirits out of one who was possessed. They cried out, Art thou come to torment us before the time? Matthew 8:29. You see, these evil spirits knew Jesus. They'd met him before. They knew he had the authority, the power, to execute judgment on them right then and there. They knew, too, that their day is coming, the day of certain judgment. That day of judgment of evil was originally set for Satan and his angels. But those of us who do not repent from among men will share in it. Jesus said that. Those who have joined Satan in his lawless rebellion will suffer in the place prepared for the devil and his angels. Read that in Matthew 25:41. Depart from me, ye cursed, Jesus said, will be the word said to the lost, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Why should you or I have a part in something prepared for Satan? Let us turn our faces toward heaven, toward God, and toward his truth. Let us have no part in this place prepared for Satan and his fallen angels. He knows his day is coming. As he gets closer, his fury is greater. Read in Revelation 12, 12. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. We can expect tumults, wars, and troubles and distresses as this mighty spiritual conflict reaches its climax in the seven last plagues in the battle of Armageddon. That's reason why there can be no real peace on earth until this conflict is settled. The spirits of devils working miracles, we read in Revelation 16, 14, go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. The second coming of Christ really puts an end to the terrible reign of Satan. We're told in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, that the wicked will be slain by the consuming glory of Christ's return. Resurrection the righteous will take place at that time. All the righteous who are living will be translated in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. 1 Corinthians 15, 52. And taken with our Savior to heaven beyond the reach of Satan and all his evil arts. So Satan and his host of wicked angels will be left alone upon this desolate earth. Here, chained by this chain of events. Here in the darkness of this desolate earth. No wicked to deceive, no righteous to tempt. This is all described in Revelation, the 20th chapter. The end of the thousand years, the second resurrection takes place. The resurrection of the wicked. Satan is again set free to deceive. The city of God comes down from heaven with all the saints. Satan gathers his angels and all the forces of the wicked of all past time to make an assault upon the city, which is described in Revelation 20, verses 9 and 10. They come up about the city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. That's the end of the devil, the end of sin and sorrow and pain, the end of death and of war. Just today, I read a wonderful paragraph on this very subject in a book entitled Patriarchs and Prophets, written by A.G. White. 
Listen to it from page 43. He that ruleth in the heavens is the one who sees the end from the beginning, the one before whom the mysteries of the past and the future are alike outspread, and who, beyond the woe and darkness and ruin that sin has wrought, beholds the accomplishment of his own purposes of love and blessing. Isn't that wonderful? Though darkness and clouds are round about him, righteousness and judgment are the foundation of his throne. And this the inhabitants of the universe, both loyal and disloyal, will one day understand. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Deuteronomy 32.4. The time will come when all the beings of this universe will see that God's ways are right. That's why sin isn't destroyed right now. It must be worked out till all may see, not only this world, but the inhabitants of other worlds. Ezekiel 28.18, we read this prophecy. I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror and never shalt thou be any more. Truly, the devil has been a terror. His work of evil has filled the world with broken hearts and countless graves. Now the final victory of Christ has come. The great controversy ended. He who exalted himself is lost. Christ, who humbled himself even unto death, wins the eternal triumph. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Hebrews 2.14 You see, Jesus came to destroy Satan and his works, and he will finally accomplish that. And the glorious earth made new, all traces of sin and Satan will be forever gone. Jesus foresaw this. He announced it when he was here on earth at the cross. Christ won his great victory, which made this final extirpation of sin a certainty. Looking forward to his crucifixion, he had said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. John 12:31. Here at the cross, the casting down of Satan was forever decided. From that moment on, he has been a defeated foe in the presence of all the unfallen worlds as well as the presence of mankind. Friends, let us accept this glorious statement of Jesus. At the cross, the controversy was settled. There, the love of power and the power of love met face to face. Your choice, my choice, must be for either Christ or Barabbas, Jesus or Lucifer. What shall it be, love or hatred, selfishness or unselfishness? Let us make our choice today and stand for Christ and his eternal love. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray. Take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be wholly thine. Up to thee, thou lamb of God.
grace imparts strength to my fainting heart. My zeal inspire as thou hast died for me. This is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy, reminding you that wherever you are, God can be right at your side. So put your trust in him, keep looking up, and together let us go forward in faith. Have faith in God. Be not afraid, be strong. Have faith in God. The battle is not long. Have faith in God. For he shall conquer wrong. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope that this program of ours has served to bring you spiritual help and blessing today. And we invite you to meet with us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. Let us pray for the peace of the world every day, but especially on Thursday mornings, which is prayer day right around the world for all Voice of Prophecy listeners. We will meet together before the throne of God, bound heart and soul by the golden links of prayer. And so we say to everyone, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Oh.